With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in to the early line. Live right here on SportsGrid on this Monday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined by Donnie Wrightside, and the NFL bracket is set. A lot to break down, but first, let's bring in the man himself, DRS. How are we feeling? Feeling good today. I mean, what a weekend in the NFL. I mean, it's Saturday, then an exhausting Sunday, which ended late last night. And yeah, your boy DRS actually stayed up for that one to watch it come home. Mm-hmm. Exciting times in the NFL, and we are only getting started, Kevin. The NFL playoffs start this weekend, and oh yeah, it's pretty good, a pretty big game in college football tonight, I believe, as well. Yeah, they're right. They're, the college football national championship is tonight, if you forgot. We'll get you a full preview of that one in our number two. But we open it up, seven and seven top headlines. And where else could we begin other than Las Vegas? A classic in Vegas between the Raiders and the Chargers in overtime. The Raiders win instead of tie against the LA Chargers 35-32 Carlson Donnie makes a 47 yarder at the gun to send the Chargers packing yeah we're gonna break this game down a little bit later but what an exciting game overall and the only thing I'm left with here Kevin is the Chargers should have made it to the playoffs they really should have but from a fan perspective not getting to watch Justin Herbert another time in the playoffs maybe go toe-to-toe with Joe Burrow that would have been sensational TV not the case here but you have to credit the Raiders this team was dead in the water puts together a win streak at the end of the season and here they are now headed to the playoffs big time coaching job by Versace out there yeah, it certainly is. The thing about all the things Vegas moved through this year to be the five seed in the AFC. Yeah. On the other side, talking coaches, Brandon Staley catching a lot of people's attention this morning. It turns out this morning I'll have to teach people the concept of sense of urgency, but we'll get there in time. How about the Indianapolis Colts completely falling on their face? A collapse is big, Donnie as I can remember. If you could have picked any team out of a hat to have to win on the road against in your final game of the season, it would have been the Jags, the worst team in the NFL, and the Colts lose 26-11 and will miss the postseason. Yeah, could have fooled me who actually was supposed to be the Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday, Kevin, and who was supposed to be the Indianapolis Colts. They were horrendous here. And I lost a few wagers on this game because we did circle this one. Not for the Colts to win, but said, whoa, 
Jonathan Taylor, can he get to 2,000? How many touchdowns is he going to score? He couldn't even convert on fourth and short multiple times in that football game yesterday. Credit the Jacksonville Jaguars. They didn't give up, and they were by far the better team over the Indianapolis Colts, who we thought, Kevin, would have been one of those teams that would have been a tough out in the playoffs. Yeah, tough out, all right. Lost to the Jaguars. They don't even get in. Trevor Lawrence all of a sudden justified as the number one overall pick with a performance as good uh, really as any rookie quarterback all season long. It was incredible to watch. Before we transition to the NFC side of the coin, well, the beneficiary of all this madness, no tie and a Colts loss means the Pittsburgh Steelers fight to see another day. That's right. Big Ben and his career well, Don, this thing isn't over just yet as they beat the Baltimore Ravens in overtime, 16-13. Yeah, disappointing day there for the Baltimore Ravens, you know, hoping they had maybe an outside chance of getting to the playoffs, but Dash, they had the lead multiple times in this game. A terrible interception by Huntley early in the fourth quarter, which really set the stage for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But hey, credit them as well. You got to give credit. It's hard to win games on the road. They did it. How ugly it was, doesn't matter. They're going to the playoffs. No doubt about it. Radio audience in full effect. Appreciate all those tuned in to the early line on this Monday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie right side here breaking down week 18 in the NFL. And Donnie over in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers complete a monster comeback in L.A. Down 17-0 at one point to the Rams. Yes, the overtime trend continues. They win it in overtime, Donnie, 27-24. And they did it, of course, with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm. Yeah, I'm laughing all first half long. Like, man, I told you should have started the young kid, Trey Lance, in this game. Jimmy Garoppolo goes out and was a disaster in the first half. So were the 49ers. And out of nowhere, coming out of halftime, were the much better football team overall. But this game came down too late, Kevin. With that big, bad Rams defense, you can't do anything against us. Superstars at every level. Jimmy Garoppolo shredded them at the end of the game, then shredded them once again in overtime. Great performance by the 49ers. I didn't see it coming here, but credit to them. They're headed to the playoffs now. Kyle Shanahan had that offense clicking. Matthew Stafford also continuing some big struggles. We'll break that all down. The good thing for the Rams, though, they still win the NFC West. Perhaps the most underrated result from Week 18 is the Arizona Cardinals trying their best to beat the Seattle Seahawks, who were dead in the water and not being able to do so. Seattle 38, Arizona 30, and Donnie, the Cardinals are still going to need to be road warriors in the NFC postseason. No, they are. But also, how about this? Let's bring the band back together, Kevin, in Seattle. Let's, let's one more go around here. Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, all the boys back in town. It'll be an interesting offseason for the Seattle Seahawks, but a nice win on the road. Mm -hmm. Pop 38 on Arizona. Whoa, man. Doesn't look good for Arizona heading into the playoffs. Then again, they are significantly better on the road, so perhaps a blessing. <laughs> Donnie, the Denver Broncos have already made a decision. We're going to see a number of teams having to make this move here on their head coach. Vic Fangio out in the mile high. Good move by the Broncos here. Get an offensive mind in there. Get a decent quarterback. And yes, you will make the playoffs next year, Denver Broncos. We'll break that down a little bit more. We'll also make sure to bring up what was a big return in the NBA last night. Clay Thompson, for the first time in almost 1,000 days, on the court for the Golden State Warriors. 17 in the return and a Dubs victory. We start with Sunday Night Football. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Back right here on the early line. Sunday night football, the Vegas Raiders beat the Los Angeles Chargers 35-32. The stage was set. Win and get in. Lose and go home. Tie. And both of these teams would have been in the playoffs. The Raiders win this game 35-32 in overtime. At one point, had themselves a 29-14 lead. A miraculous. And give Justin Herbert and the Chargers a world of credit. Drive to go down there with two minutes and six seconds left. Multiple fourth down conversions to tie that football game and send it to overtime. We'll talk about the fact that Vegas is in, that the Chargers are out, Donnie, but it would be a mistake if we did not look at what was, for a lot of people, the single most important play of this game. With 38 seconds on the board, about four seconds on the play clock, a third and four at the Chargers' 39-yard line, Brandon Staley called a timeout. The next play, we saw Josh Jacobs go and run a 10-yard uh, yard run and sets up the field goal. And a lot of conversation around, did that timeout matter? Did that timeout, Donnie, cost the Los Angeles Chargers a spot in the AFC playoffs? No, it didn't, because I, I, it doesn't matter what the Raiders said after the game, whether it was Rich Bisaccio mm. or he saw Derek Carr. Oh, changed our outlook. What, what, nothing changed here. The Raiders were not throwing the football on third down. That was clear, because the one thing the Raiders had in their back pocket, handed off, get no yards. All right, we end up with a tie in the game. Handed off, get seven to ten yards. We get in the field goal range. The only question comes in is, do we feel like kicking a field goal or not kicking a field goal? This wasn't the Raiders that were saying, okay, 
this the play that before right when they called the timeout we were actually going to snap it directly to Derek Carr and take a knee right there but since they called timeout we decided to hand it off to a running back the same exact play was going to be called there whether you not whether or not you liked it with the timeout or not but having said that it would have been very interesting to me Kevin because the timeout I actually think wasn't a bad idea for the Chargers per se you had a defense a little bit tired you called him hey look guys you're going to run it here let's see if we can run a stun up front and see what happens here because again the Raiders weren't throwing the football. The one interesting point would have been, though, Kevin, let's just say they called timeout and they stopped Josh Jacobs for a two-yard gain. The Chargers would have immediately called timeout again, and it would have been the right decision because the one thing you didn't want was, okay, it looks like the game's going to be over, and the Raiders call a timeout with two seconds to go. I'm like, hey, you know what? we got a great kicker here. So, you know, they probably wouldn't have done this because you can't risk the block, and we'll get to the end of the game in just a few moments. But maybe they would have said, hey, we got a free kick here to try to knock the Chargers out of the playoffs because if you call timeout with, let's just say, 30 seconds to go in the game, the Raiders aren't kicking that field goal because if they miss it, then you're going to go the opposite way with a chance to lose the game. It was very interesting the way it ended up, and I understand people piling on Brandon Staley, and rightfully so because the fourth down play in the beginning of the football game when they were on, what, their own 18, 19, 29, whatever it was, inside the 30-yard line, mm. that didn't work out all that well. But the end of the game, the, tr- the timeout was so charged through social media, Kevin, but I don't think it made any bit of a difference in the outcome. One of the things that I truly love about sports in general is the ability for everyone to decide that they just know better than what's being told to them. Donnie, Derek Carr goes, it changed our approach. And folks like yourself go, ah, no, it didn't. There's a clip of Austin Eckler being told by a Raider that they were going to knee it out, a.k.a. run it out. And people have decided, mm, that wasn't true. Basaccia says, we were waiting to see what they were going to do with their timeouts. But somehow, the timeout had no bearing on the game. Now, here's where Donnie is absolutely correct. They weren't going to snap it in the shotgun on third and four and take a knee and throw the football in the air and hug at the 50-yard line. They were going to run the football. Now, we'll pause it right there just one minute. Twitter lost their mind. Donnie was not a part of any of these shenanigans, certainly. Twitter is so crazy and thinks they know so much better than everybody else. They took a screenshot on third and four that said they called a timeout because there was a wide open wide receiver at the bottom of the screen. And if they didn't call a timeout, it was going to be a walk-in 50-yard touchdown. And then they posted the second screenshot that showed not only was there a cornerback there, there was safety help. As if they were going to throw the football on third down, you absolute buffoons. But here is the big difference of the timeout or not the timeout. And I can't believe I have to really explain this to people. Sense of urgency. When you're running out the strings, hike, handoff, we're in the playoffs. That's how this stuff works. We see it all the time. The likelihood of them picking up that first down and gaining 10 yards, if you call that timeout, is significantly higher than if you just let Vegas, who has now told you explicitly you woke them up. Like This this doesn't have to be so hard, DRS. The Chargers called the timeout. The Raiders says it changed their approach. It changed the approach. They were they the urgency goes up 
after the timeout. And the next thing you know, a 10-yard run. And let me add this one quickly thing before I send it back to you, Donnie. Brandon Staley says, I called it to make sure we had our best run defense in. That certainly worked. Yeah, exactly. Certainly worked. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon Staley is not the offensive coordinator guy who came over. He's the defensive guy. So you would have thought yes, that he, he would have called in his best defensive effort there. But I have to say this. And, and quite frankly, for the spirit of the game, the Raiders did the right thing by kicking the field goal. Because, you know, it, you could have just run the clock out. I understand that. But you're still built and programmed in the NFL. You're supposed to win football games. You're teaching your team how to win. That's a big – and also you knock out your, you know, your division counterpart. I get it. But I have to say right now, what a stupid idea to kick that field goal for the Raiders. Your only goal, which you said all week long, was we just want to get to the playoffs. You get the first down. You are in the playoffs. Kevin, you have a 100% of making mm. the playoffs if you just let the clock run out and not kick it. 100%. Now, he kicked the field goal, and the Raiders won the game, which, again, the spirit of the game, that is what you're supposed to do. The fans of Pittsburgh, the front office of Pittsburgh, the players of Pittsburgh absolutely loved it. But let's play devil's advocate here because it's a very low percentage, Kevin, to block a field goal and return the score the opposite way, and I understand that. But what would you rather do on your side, Kevin? 100% chance to get to the playoffs or 996 most people say, oh, it doesn't matter. No, no, it does matter because it could have happened here. You won the football game with that run, and yet you still tempted fate where something wacky could have happened there where you get it blocked, they return it, and you're out of the playoffs. I don't want to see any praise for the Raiders overall saying, all right, they kicked the field goal, they beat them, that's great. That was incredibly stupid by Rich Bisaccia. Week 18, it took – Don and I agree on, I would say, about 95% of things. <laughs> Week 18, evidently, Sunday Night Football, last game of the year, not so much. Now, here's what I will say. And again, this is where Don is absolutely right. These people who think Vegas kicked that for the spirit of the game, you're, again, absolute maniacs. You have no idea what you're talking about. If, the, if it was the other side of it, the Chargers take their knees because they were the sixth seed regardless. Vegas did not kick that because you play to win the game. No, they kicked it because... If they ran it out, they would have played the Chiefs, who they lost to twice by a total tally of 89-23. They kicked it so they could go to Cincinnati and play Joe Burrow, who's never played an NFL playoff game. Don't be so silly. Don't be so naive. But let me add one last thing here on the Brandon Staley defenders. Let's say you're right. Let's say the timeout didn't matter. You know better than the Vegas Raiders as to what matters. Brandon Staley was brought over as a defensive genius. Your season on the line, you give up 35 points. Do you know how many teams gave up more points per game than the Los Angeles Chargers? Two of them. The Jets and the Lions. Do you understand what they... F Brandon Staley slander has been here on this show all year long as people are loading up on NFL Coach of the Year tickets. Not a top 20 candidate... They are out of the postseason because of him. So are the Colts, though. Why did that happen? Break that down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh... 
<laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. right here on the early line. I love this. So much fun. Now, look, before we move over to the two other massive, massive results in the AFC, Donnie, we talked about Raiders Chargers from what are the hot-button issues there, and that's exactly what we should have done. But from the, I guess, meat and potatoes of it all, the fact that the Raiders are moving on, the fact that the Chargers are going home, the fact that the Chargers, Donnie, were a road favorite three times this season, lost all of those football games here. Like, we're going to get to the Colts in a minute, Donnie. Like, a big part of the reason the Chargers are here, they lost to the Houston Texans. Any final thoughts here from this Sunday night football matchup? Yeah, disappointing end of the season for the Chargers, but also looking forward to the playoffs here. Justin Herbert is a flat-out superstar, and you saw him coming right down the field at the end of the game. You know, not many timeouts left in his pocket. Throws a touchdown pass. Throws an out. First of all, before that, throws a dime to the outside sideline, which gave him one more play for the end zone, which they converted on. That ended up with 383 yards and three touchdowns. It wasn't good enough to get into the playoffs. This was one of those teams I wanted to see get in because Justin Herbert is fun. Their offense is fun, and maybe because their defense isn't so fun per se, as being a Charger fan, but it would have added extra excitement here. I would have loved to seen him go toe-to-toe with just, say, like a Joe Burrow in the playoffs. That's not going to happen at this point. But credit again to the Las Vegas Raiders for winning this game mm-hmm. at home, coming down the stretch. They had so much adversity, Kevin, on the season. They had every right just to tuck it in midway through, get your draft picks. Derek Carr moves on to another football team in the offseason, and here they are in the playoffs here. So congratulations to the Raiders, but at the same time, boy, Chargers, you wasted a lot of talent and didn't even make the playoffs. Yeah, look, for the for the Chargers side of it all, that's a Super Bowl roster that's going to be watching the postseason and we're a considerable favor to make the playoffs. It's unacceptable. I know the Brandon Staley thing has been somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but it's also legitimate. He was brought over to coach the defense. They're one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Like, he is, like, he didn't draft Justin Herbert. Like, this, you know what I, like, this isn't his kind of thing there. If you're the Chargers, you need to be reevaluating the situation. You can't waste a high-level talent like a Justin Herbert. On the Raiders side of it all, Donnie, Four consecutive wins to close out the regular season. That is tremendously impressive there for that group to be able to rally in the way that they did. And, of course, not only Donnie beat the Chargers here, but the week before beat the Indianapolis Colts. And I think it's now we should really be making our transition over to what I think is one of the more stunning results that I can remember. Uh, From an ATS perspective, the two biggest upsets of the season both belong to the Jags by beating the Buffalo Bills and by beating the Indianapolis Colts. 
The difference is, Donnie, the Buffalo Bills are uh, division winners. The Indianapolis Colts are home. And to be fair, Donnie, again, this Colts collapse doesn't just start and end here in Jacksonville, but it has to do with being a double or, or a better than touchdown favorite at home against those Vegas Raiders, having a lead in the second half of that football game here. Give Jacksonville credit, Donnie, but the story is the fact that the Indianapolis Colts absolutely collapsed. Yeah, it's referendum time again on Carson Wentz, isn't it here, Kevin? So as we take a look mm. at Carson Wentz and the Colts, disastrous of a season. But I have to say, from my perspective, it was a wonderful season. They had a team total of eight and a half. They got the nine wins. Awesome. They didn't make the playoffs, but for some reason, somehow, Carson Wentz stayed healthy for the entire football season, which transferred over a first-round pick to the Philadelphia Eagles. But getting down to the Colts in this game, unacceptable. Kevin, it was one of those games that you're watching, or even out of the corner of my eye, every other game's on TV. This is like the game I'm least worried about because the Colts should be an easy runaway victory. You see Jacksonville go up 7-0. Raise your eye, like, ooh, how about this? And even a touchdown pass here out of Trevor Lawrence. What's going on here? At halftime, 13-3. to I'm still going, doesn't matter. Colts are going to win this game. I'm waiting for, you know, a big play out of Carson Wentz to maybe Pittman or T.Y. Hilton. I'm waiting for a big-time run by Jonathan Taylor where they break it on the red zone so many times this season, Kevin. They're on their own 28-yard line, and boom, Jonathan Taylor hits a 60-yard play or a complete touchdown run at that point. It never happened. They never could get back into the ballgame. It was astonishing. You have everything in your way. And also, let's keep in mind from a Jacksonville perspective of what they were getting at home. People were showing up in clown costumes knowing how bad this football team was run and how bad the performance of the football team is. And yet they win 26-11. to 11. This is a disaster for the Colts because where do you head into the offseason? It's not as if because even if you would have won this game, Kevin, 14-13, to 13, you head into the playoffs. Wentz is our franchise quarterback. Thank goodness we have him here. Let's see what we can do in the playoffs. And now you go into the offseason going, Boy, is Wentz the guy that we need here? And again, he's not completely to blame for this loss in this game. The entire team didn't show up. But the simple fact is, you have a quarterback that down the stretch just needed one win and being heavily favored in the past few games, couldn't get it done. That's a bad look. And Frank Reich, one of my favorite coaches in the NFL, his team was dead on arrival in Jacksonville in a must-win football game. That doesn't make sense to me. It certainly, look, it is not, it's the type of result, a two-game window that calls into question everything. Look, Frank Reich Donning, the kind of coach that they say, you fire him, he's hired in a minute. That's true. Yes. This result asks questions. Carson Wentz, you gave up a number of assets to bring him in to be a franchise quarterback. This result, you have to start asking some questions. But I have to say, Donnie, I understand that Carson Wentz is a very easy target for a lot of people, and understandably so. Far from a, a great performance for Carson Wentz. But Donnie, Jonathan Taylor did struggle to pick up a couple of fourth down conversions. But I also don't think Frank Reich did him any favors in kind of the positions that, you know, they're just lining up fourth and two, 100 people in a box, Jonathan Taylor make a man miss. That's not very fair. Donnie, the defensive side of the football. Yeah, if I would have told hey, the Colts are going to score 11. You think they might win? Eh, probably. Probably win the game, what, 11 to three? Donnie, Trevor Lawrence in his entire season never had a better completion percentage than he did here in this game against the Indianapolis Colts. For the first time since the opening week of the season, Donnie, through multiple touchdown passes. And Donnie he had a passer rating of 111.9. The only time he had a passer rating above 100. 
with their season on the line, they allowed the literal worst offense in the NFL, the lowest scoring offense in the entire league, Donnie, to have their best offensive performance yet. That is stunning from this Colts defense. No, it is stunning. Overall, everything is stunning. And how about this? That nasty, that vaunted offensive line for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, they gave up sure. six sacks to the Jacksonville Jaguars in this one. Now, you're right. Let's get back to Trevor Lawrence in this game because I sent you over a couple screenshots of what I was playing today. And I said, this, this one that I'm playing has zero <laughs> chance to win. But it was 33-1, to one, and it was four. Two touchdowns out of Trevor Lawrence, two touchdowns out of Mac Jones, and two touchdowns out of Zach Wilson. So I'm saying to myself, all right, the first game's up is Jacksonville. Man. I don't know, like, just about two touchdowns out of Trevor Lawrence. He hasn't got that in, like, three months combined in his games. Mm -hmm. Not just, hey, he only throws one per game. He throws that touchdown pass early. Like, here we go. He throws another one here in the second half. Like, oh, my goodness. This is in play when the hardest leg was going to be down. Think about that. I'm coming into a bet going, there's no way it wins. Why? Because the first game of the day is Trevor Lawrence, and he's not even <laughs> going to throw one touchdown pass, let alone two. And they were the better football game. Oh, and again, I preface this by saying, Kevin, I think everybody, including myself, was waiting for the Colts all game long. What, okay, you're down 16-3, 13-3. So what? That's one touchdown drive. Then Trevor Lawrence and that offense feels the heat. They probably turn it over, and away the Indianapolis Colts go. And it never happened. And you're right. You brought the show in by saying, if you would pick one football team that you have to go on the road and play, one million percent, it would have been the Jacksonville Jaguars, and they got crushed. Like, Don, we're, I was talking with someone kind of about, like, all the betting angles of Week 18. I, there's probably not a single team that got more live bets placed on their money line than the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yes. Cam and I were doing it in-game live. I mean, in what world are you going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars with your season on the line and lose the game? And, and the Colts had, Donnie, to lose the week before with a second-half lead against Vegas, to blow two touchdown leads against Tampa and Tennessee and Baltimore. I mean, there's so many things that this team can go back and look at here. An another Super Bowl-ish roster. There's a monster gap in Herbert and Carson Wentz. But again, like, the one thing is, and while I understand people are lining up their shots on Carson Wentz, the Colts are not built to live or die on Wentz's arm. That's why you have to call into question the defense and the Jonathan Taylor and all of the things that come with that. And I want to add something quickly, though, Donnie, on the Jacksonville side of this deal. While I know today is all about who's in and who's out, right? The Jags, obviously, three wins. They're the number one overall pick again. This is probably the most important win this franchise has had since they clinched a spot in the AFC title game with Blake Bortles to go up against the New England Patriots. The Jacksonville Jaguars had such an abysmal season that they couldn't even really sit there and think about the redeeming qualities of a Trevor Lawrence. They had Donnie, a fan base, as we mentioned, walk into that stadium with clown uniforms on, taking shots at ownerships and chanting to fire front office members, Donnie. And instead, I feel like they can sit here now and put this Trevor Lawrence tape on and say, hey, listen, you can't actually be serious that you're going to go to New York or Chicago and pass up on coaching Trevor Lawrence right here. You now can sit there, Donnie, and tell Trevor Lawrence, hey, man, you're still the guy. We saw it right there in that game against the Indianapolis Colts. This is the kind of result, Donnie, where if they can bring in the right people, hire the, the right guys, bring in the right free agents, draft accordingly at the number one overall spot, this Jacksonville team, the lift that they were hoping to get this season, it might be around the corner.
No, and it's a good way to head into the offseason. You're correct with Trevor Lawrence you know, on sort of a high note. But let's also keep in mind surrounding theatrics of this game with the clowns coming in. Did you also know the title sponsor for the game? Like, you know, it's, it was a roofing company. This was the game they got the sponsor. They actually sued the Jacksonville Jaguars during the week because they didn't want to be the sponsor of the last game when it was going to be a clown out, as they called it, down in Jacksonville. All that swirling around, and this team was able to rally around and knock the Colts out of the playoffs. That's pretty good stuff by the Jacksonville Jaguars. They have a lot of young talent in this football team. They have assets they can spend, whether it's going to be draft capital or also in their salary cap. Let's see what they do next year. But this year, total disaster, but salvaged on the last day of the season. Unbelievable stuff. Also unbelievable, the Pittsburgh Steelers are in the postseason. Oh, and the Rams blew a 17-0 lead. And they still won the division. We'll break that all down next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Back right here on the early line. Well, Rams Niners is on deck. We'll talk about maybe the most under-the-radar upset in NFL history. But quickly, Donnie, the Pittsburgh Steelers are still here. 9-7-1, they beat the Baltimore Ravens 16-13. It is unimaginable to me how many opportunities Baltimore actually like truly had to still find their way into the postseason. Three losses by one in a four-week window, and then to lose here in overtime at home all has to be very, very gut-wrenching. But, Donnie, the Pittsburgh Steelers somehow, some way, are in the playoffs. I, I don't know how they got there. It's a credit to Mike Tomlin. It really is. I'm going to use credit a lot today because teams that make the playoffs, that means you had a good season. But the fact that the Steelers somehow found their way in is just magical to me because before the game started, Kevin, all week long, I'm saying to myself, I saw Ben Roethlisberger. He was atrocious in their last football game at home there against the Cleveland Browns. Fast forward to this week, going to be a little bit rainy conditions. I said, take the under on everything that Ben Roethlisberger has to offer. Touchdowns, yardage, whatever, over on interceptions. 
and he sat at the half with like 65 yards passing and an interception. I'm like, this is exactly the way Big Ben's going out here. I don't know, 98 yards, three interceptions. They get beat by, you know, a touchdown by the Baltimore Ravens, and their season ends. And he ends up with 244 yards and one touchdown pass along with one interception, and they won the game. And they were converting big third downs, and they were converting fourth downs in overtime. Big Ben looked like his arm was completely shot, but somehow still moving the football. And again, you have to give the Steelers a little bit of, okay, you know, pat on the back. You got the job done and won the football game, but more or less, the Baltimore Ravens, they just didn't have enough gas. They had this game won. They blew it. They threw a big uh, interception in the fourth quarter here. Tyler Huntley, who is a backup, 141 yards passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions, a passer rating of 37. That's not going to get it done here. And yet they were in overtime in a tie football game where the Steelers had to win this one. So they went for it on fourth and eight. When if you could have stopped them, went the other way and got a field goal, won the game yourself. There were so many chances for the Ravens to win this game. How about just get a stop late in the football game? Stop giving up those third down conversions where the Steelers actually took the lead. But you do want to say, okay, good job by the Ravens for coming back, tying it up and sending it to overtime. But you get no bonus points here for losing a game at home that you were favored to win here. And Ben Roethlisberger, again, at the break, mid-60s passes, one interception. This game should have been over. The Ravens should have won and weren't able to get it done, Kevin. And if you would have told me before this game that you're going to say, okay, it's cold, it's rainy, and Latavius Murray was going to go 16 carries for a buck 50, mm-hmm. and Huntley was going to go 12 carries for 71 yards. I would have said the Baltimore Ravens won this game going away, and they lost. For the Baltimore Ravens, though, Donnie, it is, I think, very fair to look at your season and go, wish Lamar stayed healthy. You know, the whole, like, hey, do you keep Tyler Huntley around and save money on Lamar? I think that's over, right? 16 of 31, <laughs> yes. so, yeah. 141 passing, no touchdowns, two interceptions. And by the way, both interceptions, absolutely horrible by Tyler Huntley, Donnie. But on the Pittsburgh Steelers side of this all, every year it feels like, Donnie, there's a question about, hey, Mike Tomlin on the hot seat. Hey, you think Pittsburgh's going to get rid of Mike Tomlin? That's done. I'm done with that. Don't ever ask me that question again. Ever again. Like, the Steelers this morning, Donnie, should announce a lifetime contract to Mike Tomlin. However much money he wants, however many years he wants. Those nonsense college football contracts. Mike Tomlin should say, LSU, what were the details you gave Brian Kelly? USC, what did you give Lincoln Riley? Call Pittsburgh and say, that's what I get. 15 years, never a losing season. And Donnie, last year, in a division that sent three teams to the postseason, Wins the division. People come away negative from the whole situation. And then, Donnie, with a a literal statue at quarterback here in Big Ben Roethlisberger, 9-7-1, back in the playoffs here. Mike Tomlin is going to forever sit on the coldest seat in the history of the NFL. Donnie, we cannot do this Mike Tomlin hot seat thing anymore. No, no, no. Give it a week, Kevin. He might be on that hot seat when they go out to take on Kansas City. <laughs> so we'll take a look at that game in just a little bit. But overall, if you, again, I love to look, Kevin, the crystal ball games, I call them, right? Tell me the stats at the end of the game, and I'll tell you the score. Yeah. Well, Baltimore ran for 249 yards, Kevin, seven yards per carry. Flip it over to the Steelers, mm-hmm. 79 yards. yards per carry, and the Steelers won this football game. Sometimes football doesn't make a whole lot of sense until you see it play out right in front of your eyes. Big Ben was terrible in this game. They couldn't run the football, but yet they won the football game. That that just sums up the Steelers' season and Mike Tomlin never backing down. Doesn't matter. Next man up mentality. And basically, when you look at both of these teams, because you also try to say, hey, look, 
What did you want the Ravens to do? Disappointing loss, eight and nine overall. They lost just about their entire team three times over throughout the season. Back up, back up, back up, back up running backs. And also the same thing at quarterback as well. You still have to credit John Harbaugh in this environment that they even had a chance to make the playoffs. Was a minor miracle in itself. But the Pittsburgh Steelers won. And again, getting back to the original premise here. Good for the Steelers for getting in. Bad for the NFL because I would much rather see the Justin yeah, Herbert-led Chargers lose a game 41-38 to than the Pittsburgh Steelers throw behind the line of scrimmage, behind the line of scrimmage, jump ball to Claypool, punt. Let's see what we can hang around and do. No, I, I think that ultimately is very fair. Let's get to the NFC, Donnie, Niners, Rams. This was wild. This really was. 17-0, the Rams finally clicking. Matthew Stafford going into halftime, Donnie. 15 of 16, 153 yards, and two passing touchdowns. The Niners grabbed a field goal before the break, an opening drive touchdown, and all of a sudden, this fell apart. Sean McVay, a perfect 43-0 in games where he was leading at the half. 43-1. His sixth consecutive loss to Kyle Shanahan. Still division winners. The difference, Donnie, mainly more than anything, though, for the Niners, they would have lost this game. The New Orleans Saints would have been in the NFC postseason. What's your initial takeaway here from Rams-Niners? Again, shocking. This was a crazy week 18 here because we were looking. The game, I thought coming into the game, the Rams were the better football team, and I thought it was going to be a mistake to start Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. Laughing all the way to the bank. And again, I didn't have a wager on either side here, but laughing, you know, little metaphor here. Like, ah, look at that. You know, you can't start this guy quarterback. He's been disastrous. And the second half, he turns it on. But I have to say, this, this game comes down to me because I think the notion out here is going to be Matthew Stafford wasn't good enough to win this football game. That's not the case. You know what you ask your quarterback to do, Kevin? When your back is up against the wall, you need a big win to solidify a conference, or excuse me, a division championship and be the number two overall seed in your conference. You say, all right, I paid you all this money. I made this trade for you to come in and take us nine plays, 92 yards, over five minutes to score a touchdown, leaving the 49ers with roughly no time on the clock and no timeouts. And, oh, yeah, my nasty defense with the greatest pass rush that we've ever seen in mankind here. And Jimmy Garoppolo goes right down the field and shreds them. But I think loss to that is going to be, well, look at Matthew Stafford. Oh, when the pressure's on, he can't handle the heat. He handled the heat fine. He did exactly what he was supposed to do in great fashion, including a absolute dime on third down the Cooper Cup to keep that drive alive. It's not his fault that his defense got torched to end the football game and then in overtime got torched again where they gave up the lead on that field goal on the first drive of the of the overtime period. Jimmy Garoppolo, again, bounce-back performance. Good on you, kid, because I doubted you. I didn't even think you'd be the starting quarterback in this game, let alone coming out after the half after you were a disaster. They stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo, and he rewarded them with a great second half. But I have to say, the ultimate Swiss Army knife in football, Debo Samuel, does it all. Can he run it in? Yep. Can he catch it in? Yep. Can he throw it in? Absolutely. This guy is amazing, and he was the catalyst in the second half and also for them late in the game to tie that game up. Debo Samuel, one of a kind. Kyle Shanahan does it. They're in the playoffs, and I didn't think it was going to happen. Debo Samuel, offensive player of the year, where you basically, if you didn't have Jonathan Taylor and you know Cooper Cup kind of uh, going nuts, I, I wouldn't be surprised if some people like slap Debo a vote for offensive player of the year because he, Donnie, truly was unbelievable here for this San Francisco team. I think for the Niners, 
I got to like, Don, we talked about where if you played Garoppolo, it was either win or everything was going to be an absolute negative. And that was all true to me. I mean, there were multiple times that Jimmy Garoppolo made throws where the broadcast is like, yeah, he can't grip the football. What are we even doing here? <laughs> I don't really understand, Nani, why it still was Jimmy Garoppolo, to be honest with you. I don't look at the final result of this game, Donnie, and say, oh, they were right to play Jimmy Garoppolo. I really don't. One touchdown, two interceptions for Jimmy G. Oh, 316 yards, 9.9 per pass. Yards after the catch. Yards after the catch. Trey Lance, I think, can do all of that, Don, while giving you more in the ground game there. The Niners are going to match up with the Dallas Cowboys. If you're the Cowboys, I know the Niners are a scary team, but if they're going to still be sending out Jimmy Garoppolo there, I think that's significantly better than Trey Lance. But I have to say, Donnie, on the Los Angeles Rams, I do have mixed feelings on that Matthew Stafford performance. I think you're absolutely spot on to take that Rams defense to task. You were spotted a 17-0 lead. You need to be able to hold there. Don't give up a late field goal drive with, you know, less than a minute left on the clock there to give the Niners anything that resembles momentum. Don't allow that team to go out there and put together two 70-yard touchdown drives to open the second half, getting another drive put on your head in overtime. All of that is fair. The touchdown drive, Donnie, that tied the game. But Matt Stafford, Donnie, was 15 of 16 for 153 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions at the half. And I tweeted out at the time, I said, you're not beating the Rams with that level of Matthew Stafford. You're not. And that's true. You know, it was kind of funny. Some people are like, ooh, this didn't age well. No, it actually aged perfectly because you weren't beating the Rams, Donnie, with that level of Matthew Stafford. But that level of Stafford did go away. Six of 16 for 85 yards one touchdown, two interceptions. 16 passes, Donnie, in the first half for a buck 53. And then in the second half for only 85 yards, the same number of attempts. I understand that that defense, Donnie, I think you're right to absolutely take them to task. But I don't understand how Matthew Stafford operated those two halves in the same 60-minute window there. They felt like two different quarterbacks. No, they felt like two different teams also, Kevin. Look at the final statistics in this game. So, again, if you were looking before the game that even started, said, hey, one team's going to have 449, the other's 265. Well, sign me up. That means Jimmy Garoppolo was terrible, and Trey Lance probably came in in the third quarter and couldn't do anything either. Not the case here. It was the San Francisco 49ers, Kevin, who had the 449 for the game and 265 for the Rams. It almost looked like by the halftime, they were saying, you know what, let's just stall this game out. And you have to give a lot of, you know, gumption here to the 49ers coming out of that locker room and Kyle Shanahan's gameplay changing a few things up to loosen up the secondary and be able to get some running lanes and certainly have Jimmy Garoppolo finish with over 300 yards passing. But I always get down to, like, you can play devil's advocate in the first half, 17 nothing at the half, game should have been over. I get it. But when the rubber met the road here, Matthew Stafford stepped up and delivered and probably was over on the bench exhaling, like, oh, man. I don't have to go out there again. I just had the drive of my career. I'm going to put my team in a division championship, number two overall seed, as we head toward the playoffs. And probably is looking out there going, now hold on here. How is this team moving the football with no timeouts at with ease, including a wide-open touchdown pass mm -hmm. to put the tying thing – tying wheels in motion to get to overtime. It was shocking to watch it play out here. That's a disaster for the Rams because you go, you didn't go from, hey, we're going to be number two no matter what, Kevin. You went from two to three to four with that loss. That's terrible. It is a massive, massive change. Now, in hour number two, we're going to talk about 
where this bracket sits. We'll break down some of the Saturday games as well. The fact that Vic Fangio has been moved on from in Denver, the Cardinals, and their loss to the Seattle Seahawks. But we'll close out hour number one in the Bay with Clay Thompson and his return to the Golden State Warriors. That's next play on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details. Back right here on the early line. Yes, we are closing it out at the end. It's Clay Thompson return. Nearly a 1,000 days since we last saw Clay Thompson on an NBA court. His return, Donnie, 17 points in 20 minutes. Took 18 shots as well. The Warriors beat the Cleveland Cavaliers 896-82. Clay Thompson officially back. I love the fact that Clay Thompson comes back last night and it was basically like, hey, Clay, this is your game. You treat it however you want. However long you want to play, however many shots you take, it doesn't matter what the score is, just you do you out there. And he certainly did it. You know, so I believe he set one of those points, points, or excuse me, shots per game minute record yesterday with how many shots he put up because he didn't play that much. You said 20 minutes, 18 shots. That's almost every trip down the court firing away. Got to be impressive here. But also, <laughs> take a look at this one, Kevin. FanDuel Sportsbook had an odds boost last night between Steph Curry and Klay Thompson to make nine combined threes. Steph Curry opens a game four for four, and you're saying to myself, whoa, he might upstage Klay Thompson and drop and himself in this game. Misses his next seven threes, but Klay Thompson goes three for eight. Nice win by the Golden State Warriors, Kevin, but also welcome back, Klay Thompson. Another under for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, just incredible. Like, they play such low-scoring games. It matched up with the Cavs, right? Let me just add a couple things quickly here, though. Awesome to see Clay back. Steph Curry, plus 23. Looney, plus 19. Wiggins, plus 16. Clay, minus 2. He has not played in a 1,000 days, and you can tell, right? And listen, and that's okay. That's okay. But I don't want to be like, oh, did you see Clay? They got to be the title favorites there. Let's see how this Clay stuff progresses. But one final thing, one of the more interesting betting things I think you'll see from the NBA all year long. Draymond Green announced in the starting lineup, then moments later announced that he is scratched, and then soon after announced that Draymond will be in for the tip, 
and then will immediately sub out so he could be a part of Clay Thompson's return game. A post out there on social media, a better parlayed all of Draymond Green's unders and walked away with $20,000 as Draymond did actually play in the game, registered a foul, and checked out. Wild stuff. Hour number two of the early line. Next. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.